Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. Ho, ho, ho! With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. Merry Christmas, everyone. Cheers, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Salud. Oh, I disappeared. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Hey. Oh, I love I've that. Got, I've, got some, I've got some hand cream I can sort of like uh, bang it against the glasses. <laughs> Aye. Lovely. So I have a selection of olives here with me. <laughs> Different varieties. Uh, with herbs and... I have some... Different crackers with soft cheese and Scottish smoked salmon. Oh. Very nice. A lovely pint of lager. <laughs> I've got a box of celebrations and some cookies as well. And a cracker. Very useful. Well, well you, you missed it, Nando, but I've got a, 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 a beef, well, a mock beef wellington, some uh, roast tatties, Brussels sprouts, and, lovely. and uh, a National Lampoon's glass filled with mulled wine. Hot Very good. Wine. Hot mulled wine. Yeah. Mm. Which, is just, which is just suitably cooled enough to be at the right temperature. And I've got more in a teapot as well. <laughs> I've got to be cooking so for dessert as well. I've got Dennis the Menace behind me. Just stick on a wee bit of music. Can anybody Have actually hear that? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Time for a cracker. Build a, build a cracker. See who wins. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh. I won. <laughs> See what we got. Um, oh, I think I, I a little photo, a little photo frame. Ah. Tiny little photo frame. He's got all nice. pictures in there. Yeah. See what there is. No. Oh. That music isn't too loud, is it? No. So there's a joke. What do snowmen wear on their heads? Am I allowed to answer? Well, yeah, that's for everyone, you know. Ice caps! Yay! Well done, Mike, you got it! Wow. What is this? I feel like such a smart arse for being right. No, they don't. They've all melted. There's mm-hmm. your, there's your so sobering thought. Right there. Wow. <laughs> Scrooge. He's right. I get my <laughs> Christmas hat. There you are. That's not Christmas there with that. Look at that. It's quite posh, this one. It's all silver and everything. I'll tell you, I'll be taking my Christmas hat off. I'm going to roast it. Look at that. So fetching. Uh, I'm the king. The king. Yeah, the king. <laughs> King Nando, that's it. King Nando the first. <laughs> oh, there's Slade. Oh, Have yeah. you heard that new Robbie Williams Christmas song? No. Oh, it's not very good. No, I can imagine. 
have you heard the um, have you heard the version of this that is just the person repeating are you hanging up your stocking on the wall for the whole song? Oh yeah, yeah, I think I have, yeah. <laughs> every year my mate sends me the link to it. <laughs> yeah. Every year. <laughs> it's so good. It's quite, it's quite a good idea, yeah. <laughs> it just it made me think there's something Lemmy would do. <laughs> but he didn't. So get up. Mm. I'm sure he did something Christmassy, Lemmy. Mm. He's got a Christmas special. Well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, way back Oh, when. yeah, so he does. I remember them at the end. They're like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how straightforward, earnest and honest he's being, you just, you're waiting on him telling you to F off or something. Yeah. You know, even when he's just smiling and going, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting on the finger. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is yeah. Amazing. What was that? The Beef Wellington? Yeah. Mm. It's Christmas. I think, uh, <clears throat> I think we'll be having this for Christmas dinner. You know, the, the, the Christmas song came on the radio <clears throat> and I didn't hear who, what it was or who was doing it, but I, it was a Christmas song I hadn't heard before. And it was saying things like, oh, this shop is, you know, the high streets closed, you're doing your shopping online or something. I thought, oh God, it's a it's a crappy it's been a crappy COVID Christmas oh, <laughs> song. <no>. You know? <laughs> I thought, oh, this is awful. Somebody's done this for this year. And then it was on again today and they went, it's Robbie Williams. And so I thought, oh God, I'll listen. And, and, he, and it, um, I think the first time was something like, what a terrible year it's been or something. I was never that a big fan of Robbie. I kind of was. I don't know how. Yeah. It was just one of those ones where I just incidentally ended up knowing lots of his songs. Oh, he had hits. Hit after hit, didn't he? For about 10 years. He's not a good singer, though. No, he's not. He really isn't. Not in like a... No. Oh, you know, he's rubbish. No, he genuinely is not a good singer. Like... And he's notorious for his gigs, you know, shoving the mic out to the crowd because he's run out of breath. That you just kind of you kind of keep up, you know. Uh, and he yeah. says it himself. He's like, "Oh, it's just all the years of hard boozing." <laughs> You're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, he's. Oh well. Look forward to hearing these festive <laughs> song. Oh yeah. When you hear it, you'll go, oh, "There's that song." There's you might sh- like it. There's you might like shite. it. <laughs> I bet he's not going to beat his Christmas number one. The one that he sang with uh, Nicole Kidman. Say something stupid like "I love you." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was Christmas number one. Was it? Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm messaging Scott Roberts right now. No, who's uh, Scott Roberts? Scott Roberts. Oh, for pancake. Yeah. What are you saying to him? I'm saying to him, "What have you got?" And I'll buy it off you. <laughs> oh right, really. Yeah. Has he done, has, has he done um, collections? Yeah, he has. I've got a couple of them, yeah. Right. Can you only buy them from him now? I don't think just... they're actually just on sale. It's just me annoying creators on their personal emails. Oh, saying, oh, hiya, I'll you... buy stuff off you if you've got any. <laughs> but I've got, I've got these two books. 
Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're quite good. So he's done a, there's a Christmas one, which I did have anyway, but then he said, oh, there's an expanded version of it. Right. When they put it in a comic, that cut pages out of it or something. Expanded mm. patty cake. Take the cake out of the oven. <clears throat> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We only had one cracker joke. I had, to, I had to chuck that in. Did you? Did you really? I, I sense there's a walking stick uh, just sort of with the handle aiming towards my neck. I think it's time for some nice Christmas cookies. Yeah, I think I'm going to get my, my cupcake on. Cookies. Cookies. Cookie. Um, nom, 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 nom. Cookie, cookie. Cookie, oh, cookie. Yeah, I, I was reminded on Twitter today that it was... No, what was it? it must have been three years ago that the last head I came out today. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's that's when the dream died three years ago today. Really? Was it, was it only three years ago? Only three years ago that the dream died? Really? Ask, yeah. For ask, me, for me, it was. Ask yourself that, that question. You, you think I think about anything else? <laughs> only three years ago. For me, yeah. For, right. for me, for me, we went to see it. Came out. Did you like that, Dad? And I went, no. <laughs> And I that thought, was a first. I thought um, I, I, I thought you weren't much of a big fan of the, the old Force Awakens. No, I, I had serious reservations about it. Hmm. But I did enjoy it. And I thought, and it set a lot of things up. And if they'd been answered properly, <clears throat> that would have made that film okay. Hmm. But as it was, it, none of them were answered. And it's just an empty bag <laughs> of, of shite. <laughs> so it is. Oh, but I did enjoy watching it, even though you know there was a lot of problems. With it. <clears throat> so did you watch episode eight? eight? Yeah, and uh, and I didn't I didn't like that. I thought that was awful. That was depressing. And it then by the, time, by the time they got to nine, I just. I just wanted it to be finished. I remember that was my feeling after I went to see Nine. I just thought, I'm just glad it's finished. I'm just glad it's done now. And then you find out that there's a new trilogy being made and then uh, several more spin-offs being made. And it's not over. Ten TV series, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Somebody somebody said to me, you know, they've they've announced like a bunch of... Uh, new Star Wars things and I went oh god they, they, honestly at this rate they'd be as well just tell me the football was on I'm that uninterested <laughs> like, who wants to see a picture of a drunken Paddington bear oh, <laughs> is that marmalade mead <laughs> right speaking of comics we're picking out comics best of 2020 <gasps> so <laughs> <laughs> you beat me at it. Yeah. 
I did. I, t- I stole your thunder for the end of the year. Yes, that's all right. I'll let you off. <laughs> I'll let you off. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is... I don't know about you guys, but I, I think I've read more this year than any other year. And I've been working. So, mm. I, I don't know about you folks. I've been reading lots. Yeah. Um, I've been completing many of the gaps in my collections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, from that point of view, it's been a very good year. From that point of view. Yeah. I've selected uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. But you have added few more as well. Isolated well, five. you can you can add some honourable mentions in because I've yeah. got I've got some as well. Like I, I I'm I jotted down from the start of the year everything that I'd read. Uh, I was starting it where I was doing it by month, but then I got to May and I lost track. Oh. Like jotting it down, so then I just went back and just jotted them all down from May to October. And then just kept John from there, just adding to the list every time. Um, but yeah, loads. Like, loads. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six pages worth of titles. Which, that's not bad, like. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Very good. And I'm actually surprised it's not as many, like... I expected my my ones to be like a lot of small pressers and stuff like that. Not really. Not really. Um, I mean, I've got I've got some, but that just it showed me that either I just wasn't interested in reading a lot of stuff, or there wasn't actually as many out as they were making out. I mean, it seemed like for a while that there was loads of small spread small press stuff coming this year. And I don't know, it just doesn't look as many <laughs> at all compared to a lot of years. There was like There's a... been a, a lot of things that haven't materialised. Yeah. I think I've done about six comics for different people and they've all went out there and nothing's happened with them yet, you know. Mm. Mm. They've not been published yet. So it's... I guess people have just been knocked sideways or something. There's a lot of stuff come up on like Kickstarter and that as well. I don't know. It's just it just all seems the same. It's just it's just, think, uh, just all seems the same. I, I don't know I if think, it's just me or what, but I don't know. I, I mean, think it's because there's not been any really conventions. Yeah, people haven't. And I and I, well, in my opinion, that is the biggest opportunity for the small press to sell directly to fans. You know, you, you might have your own table, and, and and that's probably a big thing for many small press publishers and, and small press authors. There's been but a... obviously with the pandemic not happen that not happening. Then yeah, there are kickstarters, but it's mm. is it one of those things. Is it, if you know the artist, if you know the creator, then yeah, you oh yeah, I like the, the his or her stuff, so I'll. You know, I'll, I'll 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 give some money on that, but if you don't know them, 
yeah. makes it more difficult. If you don't have the work, you, you know, you, you sometimes want to see something physical, something there that you can browse, that you can speak to. Um, Just... And not having the conventions and the circuit of conventions this year, I think that has harmed many small publications and publishers. Yeah. There's been a lot of like those online conventions, but <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people have have said they're, they're pretty successful. I think the Lakes one did pretty well. I think because they had a lot on, they had a lot of like workshops and actual things that you could interact with and stuff. I'd seen. Yeah. Um, I think Thought Bubble were much of the same as well. Um, but they they pulled in kind of equal numbers. Um, but I just don't think. I was on the I was on the museums association conferences, and it did it feels far different an online conference to what it does on a a real the real thing. Mm. I don't know if it's the same with comic conferences, but there was one advantage in that you could actually go attend to more of them because rather than go from venue to venue, they were set out in a way that you could. Uh, go to each and every one if yeah. you had the time yeah yeah and you didn't have to worry about travel either that was uh, an advantage i mean don't get me wrong it was a lot of like links directly to the shops and you know a little bit about the creators and stuff like that but it's just not the same it's mm-hmm. not the same it's so easy just to pass over somebody's image you know somebody's little profile photo and then just just pass it by whereas if they've actually got a table with the stuff out your eyes at least caught it you know what i mean um, I don't know. I just, I don't think I personally don't think they were as successful as everybody was letting on. Mm. Um, I think they were they were maybe successful compared to what they thought was it was going to be. You know, maybe more successful in that respect. But I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't seem didn't seem enough to me. Um, and there just didn't seem to be a lot coming out. <coughs> I thought at the start of the year, um, from from the start of the year till now, I, I genuinely to myself thought, oh, there's been loads of books, but then I'm thinking back to them and looking at my list and going, there's not really been that much, actually. <laughs> they keep going on about how there's loads of Kickstarters and loads of books coming out, but it just doesn't seem like it. But there has been a lot of good stuff aside from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and few like things say, are, few things have been published or coming to fruition at the end of this year mm-hmm. to begin the next one because of delays. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah, yeah. But um, aside from that, doing a bit of catch up on stuff that you might have missed out on, or doing a bit of eBay surfing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's loads of stuff came out. Um. Right. Who uh, who fancies divulging their top picks first? Well, I've got. Go. I've got go a fight. Oh no, Nando. No, no, go no, ahead. No, no, the king. Let the king go. You, you've got your Christmas hat on. It's by gone. the sound, by the sounds of the interference, it sounded like Street Hawk was wanting to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Um. So. I picked up five things. Um, some stuff has come out this year. Some stuff 
came out years ago and I've managed to uh, read it this year or get a copy of it this year. So I'm going to start with, let's see, I managed to get the best of the spirit. Ooh. <laughs> this is a compilation published by DC Comics. And it's actually a really, really nice collection uh, of the spirit by Will Eisner um, in color. Oh. Really nice. 22 stories. So, really nice stuff here. Um, Does it say who's colored it? Uh, yeah, well, let me find out for you. Who's the colorist? No, color, it only says cover color and interior color reconstruction by Jameson. Only, only thing it says. Jameson? Um, Jameson, yeah. J-A-M-I-S-O-N. Hmm. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> no, it's not the same spelling. <laughs> anyway, um, really enjoyable. Um, I've read the Odd Spirit story in the past, but this collection is fantastic. Um, you've probably seen this illustration before of the spirit where Eisner plays with oh. the, the structure of the letters, you know, and creates kind of vignettes inside vignettes and panels inside panels and I mean there's like there's no one like him to, to do the rain mm. and drops you know it's just just amazing stuff it's great it's, it's there are little gems little gems of and they always have you know the, oh. the old splash page at the beginning and it's just it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's just beautiful to me. Um, so that's in the, in my opinion, it's in the Ent Excellence box. Hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, really nice, really nice book. It wasn't that expensive. It's, it's, it's nice it's stock paper. So the colors, the way they've done, it's absolutely fine because it's still quite flat, quite, you know, reminding you of the old colors hmm. of comics. So they, they haven't ever done it or anything, and because sometimes when they recolor or color things, they don't. They are not that successful. But yeah, it's just yeah. great. The best, as I say at the back, the best of the best. <laughs> the back, yeah, Will Eisner, the best of the spirit. Great stuff. I enjoy that very much. You start off strong, Mando. Another one. So I'm gonna go for something that it was published this year. Ooh. I enjoy very much. Completely different stuff. Edward Baker, Sean Phillips, Paul. Really nice graphic novel format, hardback. I've mentioned that previously um, in one of the uh, podcasts. But we're talking about it's a pulp stories writer that when he was young he was involved in some sort of when he, in the west it was a, it's a kind of a western and there's sort of fiction and tale all mixed up in this story here 
so it, it's quite interesting the way it's been done. Mm. It's, it's, it's a beautiful graphic novel. It's really, really nice. Really, so you get a Western story. Yeah, but really, really nice. So I recommend that one. Everybody get Sean Phillips, Bob. Nice. Lovely, lovely graphic novel. So they, this came out this year, this summer. Um, this I managed to get this summer. I read it previously, thanks to Dave and Angus Libraries. Blazing Combat. Undoubtedly the best war comic collection ever published. Wow. Um, that was, uh, this is probably by Fantagraphics, this edition. A very nice hardback edition. And it, it reprints the Blazing Combat magazine issues that they had to stop publishing because, well, there's a bit of a story behind how the distribution company decided that uh, they were against of the message of some of the stories from Blazing Combat that uh, they thought they were anti-American and anti-patriotic, etc., etc. Mm. And then in the end, they couldn't publish anymore. But it's a incredibly good uh, collection. If you manage to read this, get it because I mean the people working on it is like Archie Goodwin, Joe Orlando, Gray Morrow, um, Alex Doth, you know, Gene Collan, John Severin. There's several super. Fran Fraceta doing some do, did the covers. Mm-hmm. in Combat One to Four. You know, there's just fantastic stuff. Is this and, and this? Sorry. I was just going to say, is this article right? It was all written and edited by Archie Goodwin. Correct. Oh, wow. Correct, yeah. That, that was probably one of his most successful comics. Successful from the... Not from the publishing point of view, because unfortunately when that was published, it kind of they had to stop publishing. Mm. But with time, it has been recognized as a, a, a gem. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really good... A collection and it has uh, it's, essentially they are war war stories in different times uh, different wars um, and all of them there is a, a wee bit of a message a, a lesson to learn you know uh, there's you know things are never straightforward you know there's always not just us and them there's there's lots of gray areas and the morals to learn from it. Mm. So it's, it's fantastic. If you like war comics, this is definitely uh, the one to have. Jeez. Is, this, uh... this is this is a, a dogfight jets, and this is by Alex Toth. I mean, it's, it's just it's just few lines here and there, but it's just I mean, wow, ridiculous, ridiculous. And you look at it, and it's just couple of lines here and there, that's it. It's in the right place, and that's what it is. It's just absolutely amazing. This is excellence. This is just 
<laughs> Dave is smiling and nodding and approving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, great stuff. It's really, really good. There's uh, there's interviews with James Warren, who was uh, involved in the publication of, of the magazine. Mm. Um, um, there's article, there's interview, there's photos, there's the covers in color by Fraseta. Uh, the proper Fraseta style is just fantastic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great, great book. So Blazing Combat, if you're able to get this, you will not be disappointed. Uh, and Fantagraphics has done an excellent edition on this mm. one. They seem to be really good at reprinting stuff hardback-wise. Yeah, yeah. Really, really nice. So I enjoyed that this summer very much. Mm. Um, when I got it. Al Williamson, Russ Heath, because there's, there's so many people working, and just there's more at the back. You know, Wally Wood, and it's just... The name mm-hmm. is just... The list is immense. You know, so... Blazing Combat. This is a great, great one. Now I'm going to move again and I'm going to go to something modern that has been published this year. And I enjoy that very much, actually. And um, it's Once and Future. Oh, by nice. And Dan Mora. And yeah, great adventure. Sort of, in a way, it's not science fiction, but adventure fantasy um, comic. I mentioned that in Comic of the Day uh, when I got it, if I remember correctly. Mm, you did indeed, uh, yeah. So very entertaining. It's a twist on the uh, Arthurian legends and... Uh, the second volume, I think, is just out, or it's about to come out. It's out, or it's just about to come out. The second trade paperback that includes the seven to twelve. I'm just uh, keeping my eye on it. As soon as I can, I'm gonna get it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a nice one. Really entertaining. Lovely. Once and future. And I, I like the mean grandma here. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Very good. And last but not least, and probably Tom knows that, that I'm going to mention this. And he's oh. Paco, or Paco Roca. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Where's it? Where's it? Oh, kind of. Wait a minute. <laughs> It's not working. I know you have it. I know you have it. I know you got it there. I know, I but know I, I know, but come, come on. I don't. It was like the mysterious disappearing book. <sighs> yeah, like Roca. Yeah. This is a beautiful book. This is a beautiful novel. There's a lot of love and memories and many other things. It touch a, a really, it touch a, it touch a fiber on you when you read this. Um. Really, really nice. Really, really nice. I like that. It's the land landscape style. Mm-hmm. 
um, which it kind of reminds you of an old photo album. Yep. Uh, uh, with a nice little hardback. That's how it was published originally by Astiberi in Spain. And I can see how Fantagraphics has done uh, the same format and kept yeah. everything the same kind exactly. of edition. So that's, that's really nice. And they've done that. Uh, but yeah, Paco Rock, I mean, it's a great narrator, comic creator, and yeah, he's done. It's done really well. It's been fantastic. The, the very last one, but really nice though. Yeah. Really, really nice book. I mean, it's just the. This is. He, in this one, his his line seems different, seems finer in certain pages. Because normally, in you know, other ones, tends to have more of a thicker line when he draws. But this one, he, in certain areas, it goes much finer. Yeah, it's very delicate. And it kind of goes goes back to a few years back when he did the lighthouse, where his style is. It's kind of more closer to this in a way but I think he's just playing with different techniques yeah, he's just playing to different techniques of when or how to use a finer line or a finer style when he wants to go and use a, a thicker line uh, in the definition of the figures and, uh, and, and he, he also likes to play with the colors and how he used the color to to whether differentiate is if it's something from the past, if it's a memory, or or maybe if it's something more recent, and uh, and so it goes into different tones. So you go maybe from a, a yellowy or warm color towards a blue color. You know, he plays with all that, and it's just it's just it's, it's great. He's just using all different techniques constantly. He never stops. He's always applying and doing something else. Do you, know what, do you know what gets me is he he, he does a lot of like simple tasks in this book yes. and makes it look like he, he actually gets the dynamic movement of it like there's a bit here where he has a character putting on a hoodie yeah and it's just the way it's like it's just on his arms and it's just over his head and then he's yeah. like folding down the bottom and of just it with, yeah, yeah and, and, and like, you can see the movement yeah it's like just three three photographs you see of that and it's just you can see the whole movement it's just but again he's one of these comic creators he's been working in many things from you know advertisement he's done as we said earlier on porn comics (laughs) (laughs) he's done he's done many many things yeah and he was not successful in spain he became successful in France. Yes. And then when that French material was published in Spain, suddenly, you know, oh, this is the greatest Spanish comic creator we ever had. Suddenly people discover him. Hmm. And, well, the guy's been working for years and years and years. And, yeah, he's he is the best in Spain right now. And he's one of the best right now publishing comic and graphic novels but you know he's had to work really hard to get what he is 
and it doesn't stop. He's always experimenting and trying new things and working on. The, he does a lot of research as well. So yeah, it's uh, Paco Roca. Yeah, he really makes you feel like you're there in this. Yes, it, 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 to me, certainly, me in particular, because I have a few of them on the books. It, it, it just it touches something inside mm. me when I read the book. And it's just there is a fiber that just has an emotional part of it, and you feel really involved and taken by the story, and, and you are kind of become part of the emotion and that that story is just bringing out. So it, yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good at that. Um, I don't know how to explain. I don't know how the hell he does it, <laughs> but he does it every time, and it's just that. It's, if there's an uh, an artist that is able to do that, whether it's music or painting or comics or cinema, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter what art. If you manage to get one of those, it's just it becomes one of your favorites because it touches that part of yeah. your soul that you just yeah. feel. Yeah. He's, but yeah, um, of casa. yeah. He's 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 unbelievable. I mean that was that was like I'm holding this up because that was one of my five as well. Um, I mean I could I could literally feel the heat when they were complaining about being hot. I could feel it when they could when they were on about being too cold. I felt that the sort of the sounds, the smell. Yeah, I fe- just I fe- feel you're there. You're absorbed yeah. by the story. It's just. I said it, I said it before with the the winter of the cartoonist. Like I could almost smell the smoky room. Like they're, they're passing cigars around them. Like I can smell it. Like I can't believe this. Like I'm actually getting like synesthesia off of this guy's artwork and his storytelling. Yeah. It's not just because it's not just the artwork. It's not as simple as just looking at it. If it was as simple as just looking at it, um, oh, I, I don't. I don't think I would. I don't think I would get that same thing. But it's <clears> it's it's the way in which the characters speak to each other and talk over each other and cut sentences off and, you know, he really makes you. He, he gives you a sense of place. He puts you in the chair beside them. You know, he puts you in the room. You're, you're the bystander. You're the assistant. You're the person standing by. You know, watching. It's oh, it's just the way he frames every shot and everything as well. You kind of feel like you're this person in the corner of the room or sitting at one of the desks or something like that. You know, it's just oh, I love it. They are to me. They are very. They, they involve you when you are reading and yeah. they they absorb you and you you become. As I say, you become part of the emotion that he's trans is trying to transmit, and he's transmitting certainly. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, you, you said it there. It's just you just become you are there, and, and you f- you are absorbed, and you yeah. you feel it. And yet, and yet, what he writes about isn't anything like bombastic or you know no. over, overly spectacular or anything. It's quite simple and plain and to the point. Um, it's everyday sort of issues and or real life events or something, but nothing that involves like gunfire or running around or you you know nothing. It's just it's plain and simple. But I think he just uh, gets such a sense of place that it really put, it puts you there and and get, gets you involved. I, it took me a couple of pages with the winter of the cartoonist, but I could feel myself slowly disappearing into it. You know what I mean? And then it was it was when they were all sitting around the table chatting. I'm like, oh god, like I'm I'm here. Like I can I can feel it. Um, uh, imagine like... imagine if you have read comics 
made yeah. by the cartoonists yeah. they appear in the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As I did when I was little. Because yeah, when I was six, seven, I read stuff by Escobar, by, you know, Raff, mm-hmm. by uh, Vazquez. All of them that appear, I know all of them. Yeah. I, I, I was, I grown up. All my people in my generation that, even people who doesn't read comics now, but they read them when they, because that, they were, you know, like, like was here, you had the Bino and the Dandy, they were the same creators. So we knew the creators, we knew the characters in Spain at that age, and and we knew all our Mortadelos and Zipizapis and Tio Vivos and, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's for me and any comic book fan. It's just even more involving, and it, you even feel more absorbed, and it feels even more real. Yeah, it's funny yeah. though. You you don't you don't have to have experienced the things in no. the house in the even in the, the the house that we're speaking about. Um, because I mean, I don't have. I mean, I don't have siblings. I'm not of an age where, like my, like I'm, I'm not of an age where my mum's you know the only one left or whatever and taken over from the house and all this kind of stuff like yeah. i've not experienced that kind of stuff that's in the book and yet after having read it i was like i feel like there's there's a family dynamic in here that i have experienced though yeah. even though i really haven't you know what i mean like i haven't experienced anything that he's depicting within the book but he really makes you feel like you have at some time or another um it's maybe just the subtlety of it it maybe literally is just the the subtle nature of it it's not so in your face that it very much just kind of, I don't know, he's almost like implanting his memory upon you in a way. But yeah, I don't think it's that either because he's just really good at transmitting that emotion. And, mm. and he plays with your emotions, really, because he does that. The way that he sets the pages and the story and how it starts to feed the characters and like in La Casa, you know, you know one of the sons first, and, and you kind of have his point of view, yeah. and then you meet the other one, and then and you meet the sister, and then and and you kind of start to work out all the dynamics, the family dynamics. Oh, he's the youngest, and the mm-hmm. husband does the oldest, and does that, and that's the middle one, and and well, he's just he's constantly, you know playing with you in a way and, and it's what that makes you absorb and you just go into the book even farther in yeah, I don't yeah. know it's just it's, just a, it's a great great comic creator yeah he's, he's just magic that's all he's just magic <laughs> the guy's a magician so, yeah. in. so I've read many other comics but I think those five kind of I left in those five but I've read I mean this year I've, I've had the opportunity to read many many Mm. Many things that I have enjoyed very much, from Torpedo, Torpedo 1936 mm. by Abulian Bennett. That was one that I got. Corto Maltese, The Ballad of the Salty Sea, um, which I got the edition. About, that was just in March, just, 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 just before lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought it in Forbidden Planet in Glasgow. Um, well, the things I got, I got a few blueberry, Lieutenant Blueberry that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk by Al Ewan. Oh, the Immortal collection. Immortal Hulk. Yeah. The Immortal Hulk, I have enjoyed that very much. Just doing a 
going back kind of at the origins of Hulk, going more of a horror character in a way, you know, more the monster and, mm-hmm. and the psychologically psychological part of it and mm-hmm. not so much into superheroes. That was I enjoyed that very much as well. That was a nice way to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've there's been many comics I've read and I've enjoyed this year. Good. Many things. Good. That's me. Uh, well, Dave, you were in line to go first, so how about you go second, sir? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to start with <coughs> Kent State. Oh, nice. Amazing book. Always loved Derf. And this was uh, not a disappointment at all. No. A really big, well-researched story of this tragedy mm-hmm. at the Kent State University where students were fired on and indeed killed and he follows the students um, the ones that were killed and we get to know them through the book and we get to know the, the people involved and the, the ineptitude that led to this and um, yeah, I thoroughly recommend this. It's got a lot. It's got a lot of <clears throat> what you would expect from Derf, the kind of figure work he does. The and his layouts are his kind of work, but he's also doing a lot with his computer toning and things in it as well. Mm-hmm. So he's expanding what he's doing. It's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more solid and confident this time around, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it, it's a, a major tome. It, it kind of feels like it knows it's a, a major piece of work, and it is, and it, and it does live up to that. Mm-hmm. And at the back, it's got lo- uh, lots of notes to go through to tell you all the research you did. <clears throat> so that would be, well, maybe, maybe my number one of the year. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. There's other good ones coming up. <laughs> I, re- I really, I really also liked what we don't talk about. Charlotte right. Christensen said that I talked about previously for you yeah. guys. That was right up there for me as well. Um, so that's a that's a couple of great ones to to start with. Uh, another another. Good thing this year was the the sale on the hardback Eagle Moss DC stuff. Yes. So that afforded me for the first time to sit with the the two collected volumes of New Gods, Jack Kirby, and for the first time ever, I sat and read through them, start to finish. Nice. And it was really excellent. I mean, it's just unbelievable the ideas in this comic that, that there's just there's a, enough ideas for about six epics in this one series hmm. and the great artwork that you would expect Jack Kirby and uh, I don't know it's Kirby what can I say I've said it all <laughs> he's the king there's there's the oh. uh, 
Dark side. King. Yeah. Lovely. So that, that was great to finally read that after having read its spotty issues over here and there <laughs> over the years. Um, there was another... Uh, I, I really liked Fraser Giesen's comics and I liked his journey to the centre. Uh, so I knew I was going to say that. I thought, <laughs> I'm, 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 ah. So I did it. Journey to the Surface of the Earth 2. Which was, uh, as you said, Dando, no cons or that. So I, I usually pick his comics up at top of them. So this time when I saw this was out, I had to order it from him direct. And it's got his usual humour. And, uh, you know, his, his drawing style's really coming on as well, I think. He, he, uh, oh, he yeah. sort of reminded me of Rick Geary a bit nowadays. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And... Here's this, here's this character, Jack Card, Ace Cop. Hmm. You've split your last multi-pack, punk. You won't be selling anything separately in prison. <laughs> You've done it again, Jack. So that's the kind of... He's out there dealing with all these crimes, petty crimes, like the life and death. And there's some good stuff in here. He's done stories with his with his kid. So he's having fun like that as well. And um you know, you remember his cleaner comics that he did mm-hmm. and uh, the IKEA the one comic he did it was like an IKEA catalogue. Yeah. What was that called again? I can't I can't remember. Yeah, it was some I can't remember. Is that maybe like an IKEA Model it was someone maybe. like Yukon or, or it was some yeah like someone sh- like that wasn't it Schlom or something like that something like that yeah Long yeah 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 <laughs> I, mean, I can't remember it's the cool <laughs> Burgardo <clears throat> uh... you know it's been a continual um, joy I have to say I, I can't oversell it really but Olivia Hicks has just continued to knock my socks off with every new installment online of Sarah Ra Ra Ra. Yeah. Every one is like a, a new slap in the face, you know. Like, what the hell's going on with this? Hmm. So I was thinking of not mentioning that because that should, well, that will be finished and out next year as a book. Uh, uh, but I have actually enjoyed it all the way through. She's not, the doing, she's not doing the last one as a a physical entity, is she? No, but she's putting the whole oh, the three whole, of yeah, them yeah, together. Yeah. So that'll be that. Yeah. That's that's gonna be great. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. That's a great um, that's, that's a great series. It is, yeah. And it's I, I kept for a long time I kept waiting on it. Oh, it's probably gonna be not so good this time, you know. Because <laughs> the level was every time it was like, What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What? And it's just still went like that all the way yeah, along. It really has. Like a weird. It's it's been great how it's. I think it's got a, a bit more serious as it's went on. It's still funny, mm-hmm. but it's got a, it's played very much more on the sort of hard sci-fi route, uh, in a way, but still mm-hmm. having the hilarity of, yeah. you know, the homage of of Archie and everything and amongst it as well. It's it's good. It's funny, and she's done she's done well with like different puns and. 
yeah, plays the tone it. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I do. She had a put one up, and it was Sarah Rarama shouting, you know, come into the light, come with me, you know, and all that. And I was reading it, and I thought, yeah, I'd go, you know, even though <laughs> even though you're thinking in your head, don't don't do it, don't go, you know. <laughs> and and uh, I commented on it because it was on online. I says, yeah, take me. And she wrote under. Under it, yeah. No, David, you don't know what you're saying, you know. And I went, oh, oh, dear. oh no, <laughs> but it's, I do get caught up in it. Yeah, it's, it's very good, it's funny. I'll throw a, a wee shout for Robin, always with the delighting me with his star jaws. Uh, I've enjoyed them every every month, and he's got the he's had the uh, machine man. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have read these Nando or Mike. He redoes the comics uh, and does new dialogue on them. And it's it's like it's like 70s, 80s Star Wars comics and other things. And he puts in all this crazy dialogue into them. Um, and then there's somebody else. Well, who, yeah, Martin Martin Hand does stuff. He does Machine Man. Uh, and then P Paul Rainey, Paul, Paul B Rainey, Paul B Rainey, yeah, Paul B Rainey. He he often does things. He's done one on on the back there. Nice. And you and you can and it's all Star Wars related or that kind of era. Did he not just, Did he not just win the? Yeah, he did. He won the what was it? Was it the Guardian? The was it the Guardian? Was it the Express? Jonathan Cape comic prize strip prize. For the Express, yeah. wasn't is it the Express or is it the Guardian? I can't remember. I thought it was the Guardian. Possibly. But well, I might be wrong. You just won that. It's like a four pager thing, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah. 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 He won it. His um, his uh, online. Oh shit. Yeah. Why don't you love me? Is it? Uh, wait a minute. That's actually in my in my sort of honourable mentions. It almost made the one of the top ones. Uh, yeah. Why don't you love me? Yeah, um, yeah, he's got a great style. I don't know what's I, I don't know what's going on in it. In a no, way. there's bits I'm no. like, what what the fuck has happened? <laughs> he's done like a weird time travel alternate universe thing, but it's, it's uh, I'm like, what? What's mm-hmm. what's what's going on here? Oh, you know, I, I dreamt I was with another man. Stop being stupid. I can't stop crying. God, you're driving me nuts. I'm like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> We've just been following this woman's life, like. What's happening? <laughs> but it looks great. It looks amazing. Yeah. Do you know what, it kinda gives me the same vibe as um sometimes like the same vibe as uh, like Love and Rockets. Oh, and there's okay. times that you can read Love and Rockets and go, Wait, what? Did something happen in between here? And I've just missed yeah. it or something. You know what I mean? It's that sort of thing. Um In between panels. Yeah. Something happened. Something happened where we're like oh, shit. That, okay. Yeah. What? Um, but like in a good way, not in a oh I'm completely fucking lost. It's like a oh I've oh no I missed this is this is about to get real. Something's happening. You know what I mean? They're playing the long game. This is this is a way to come out to something else. You know? Um, yeah, yeah it's good when you feel you can trust the comic. To a lot of times they meander and go all around, and you and then it doesn't add up to anything. And then you go, oh, this was just a load of shit, you know. But so but sometimes it's good if you can get one that. Does bring you somewhere? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was ah, it does. It does work in you. It was worth it. It was worth all the 
confusion and yeah that's a, the, this just his thing's incredible it's like every Sunday as well so he actually releases it like it's like a Sunday strip mm-hmm. like yeah. landscape sort of thing oh, that's good I like it that's a good shout Dave that's yeah. a good one well uh, do you know what I'm going to throw in just just because we can say what we've been reading even though it's older stuff and I didn't even just buy this but over the past couple of weeks I've been doing my my night shift work and so I've been getting involved with the old gold key Star Treks again enjoying them great great art in them the um, the likenesses come and go you know throughout it <laughs> and uh, just great they, they keep the characterizations a lot of the time as well of the played uh, of the played football get <laughs> no, well, that's, in, that's in the British ones. Oh, it's right. Okay, there was a British version of Star Trek right, comics right, right. as well, but these are the American ones that right, came out. Right. Oh, so started be... when the series was still on, and then continued right through the seventies hmm. to when they did another movie. But they've got like good concepts, like these these metal robots, and uh, they can put their. Kirk and McCoy can put their consciousnesses into the robots and then their bodies lie there asleep while the robots go down to the dangerous planet surface, oh. you know, to do jobs and all that. So they're, they're making up stuff that would, a lot of the time it would be difficult to do it in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people get shrunk down to microscopic levels and all that, you know. <laughs> but that's been, So that's been enjoyable and... Um, you know, I liked uh, Atomic Hercules as well. That was a good one. Yeah, 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 that's in uh, that's in my yeah. Intervals as that well. was that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, mental. Yeah. <laughs> mental, mental. Mental was covers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, what kind that's... of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the newest one as well. Yeah, Atomic Hercules goes commando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even more. Yeah, that's the one that that's the one that um, Nando that got banned from uh, Kickstarter. And that that's the one that got banned. Did they actually look at the first one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. What the actual? Um, yeah, he's uh, Tony's been a machine. He's just been pumping them out. Mm-hmm. He's he's been going for it. I mean, he had that Tony Esmond as a movie star as well. Yeah, yeah, that was good as well. That, that was, was crazy. That was that was that was insane. That yeah. was insane. Um, but that's, I think that helped that um, that had Cliff's artwork on it as well. It's always oh, yeah. a bit kind of dirty and I mean, it's beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. But it's all, it just see it comes across. You can feel like the sweat and the drip and everything. It's just. Ugh. <laughs> sticky, yeah. yeah, sticky. And tribute press in general have been, you know, this only really started this year. And what they've got? How many? Four, five comics already from Must different be, yeah. different people as well. You know, mm-hmm. Adam, Cliff, and uh, Adam and uh, Fraser as well. Fraser yeah. Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Yeah, well, I'll stop there then. Okay. And if I think of anything else, I'll, I'll shout it out. That's me out. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, Do you know what? I'm actually sitting here 
almost falling asleep. Not because you're boring me, just because of my nature of my body's like thinking, go on then, go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had stuff snoring, you know, don't take it personally. No, it's fine. I don't. <laughs> I'm used to it. Uh, no. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, Mike, do you mind if I go next? Nah, sure. Is that right? Are you are you desperate to get them shown? Uh, no, I'll do it after you. Right, okay. Uh, get your books out for the lads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I've already talked about it agnosium because uh, we went on. So one of my ones was the house Pakaroka. Um, and we've you know we've we've discussed it agnosium like there's nothing else I can say except from fucking beautiful, fucking beautiful, fucking brilliant, yeah, <laughs> fucking beautiful. That is no, that yeah. is that is excellent, that is excellent. Yes. Um, one of mine that didn't actually come out this year, uh, that I picked up a year before, I think. Uh, I only just got around to reading, and I read it. <laughs> I read it, and like my entire body just got warm, and I just hugged the book. I don't know what it is about the story. It's so simple, and you know, there's not really a lot to it. There's only like three panels to a page, and it's the you know the stationary object uh, looking out of a camera, but it's just something about it. It just almost ended up in tears and it's uh, ho- I think it's called ho- Homunculus by Joe Sparrow um, and it's literally about this machine but you don't actually see the machine because it's from the perspective of the machine so you just see that little camera looking out into a room I really don't want to say much on it because kind of from the get go it kind of sets something up within the first couple of pages and then you're sort of off to the races after that um, it's just these three panels on every page and the story progresses so much, there is so much happens in such a short space of time, I mean it's not exactly even a really big book I mean I breezed through it but Oh, this is one of the most heartwarming stories I've read in such a long time. I just, honestly, I got to the end, like the last little line, and I, I about great. Honestly, I just sat there like, God, this is amazing, and it's been sitting on my shelf that whole time, and I just thought like, I can't believe this has been sitting here, and I've I've not not read it. This was amazing. Uh, if you can if you can get a hold of it, go for it. Um, there is just there's some incredible artwork in it as well on display I don't want to go past the first couple of I keep going to show you something and then go no I'm not going to go past it no um, no but it's just it's no, nice no 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 no, no, no. no, no this is the first <laughs> ones this is the first pages so you're alright you know spoiler I mean? it's, it's lovely like look at the person and then the background's just all kind of one colour and it's just you know it's, it's, it's pulling your focus to certain things I uh, Honestly, just amazing, utterly amazing, um, and it did. It came out. I think it came out like a year or two years ago. Uh, the I've still got the price on the back of it. I think it's from Shortbox as well. Um, 
the the price on the back of it has a date of the fifth of the fourth two thousand nineteen. So I'm, I'm assuming it came out around about roughly that time. Uh, oh no. June two thousand eighteen. There you go. There you go. So a couple of years ago now. But yeah, if you can get around to that hope. Homun homunculus. I've never actually said it out loud until now. Looks <laughs> um, good. Yeah, it's great. One that I read at the start of the year, and I don't think it's left me the entire time. But it's a, uh, it's Norm Conyo's The Junction. And this came out. I read this. When was it? January this year. Honestly, the start of the year, and it's stuck with me ever since. The artwork on this is incredible. It's just something so different. There's no harsh black lines or anything. It's all mainly made up of colour. There's sort of half-lit faces to, to make up a lot of the characters. It's very unique. Um... It's essentially... Right, I'll, I'll read out the wee sort of tagline that's on the back, which is, Lucas has returned home 12 years after, disappe ah, 12 years after disappearing, silent, haunted, and still 11 years old. Um, do you know what? I reviewed this, and this is such a well-made story. If you were to put it through the prism of sort of today's things if you were just to do a sort of easy sum up it's kind of like in a way it's kind of like Stranger Things mixed with a sort of old LucasArts point and click adventure game um, you know sort of Grim Fandango sort of Monkey Island that sort of thing but it's so much better than that like it's, it's just incredible there's another one I can't ruin because the more and more it goes into it, this, uh, there's a mystery and uh, unravels as it goes on. But even that first page, to open it up, with it with the insult on it, but even that first page, that kind of art that's on it, the wee kid on the bike and the sort of water watercolor town and everything, it's just so oh, it's beautiful. There's great sort of autumnal colours and winter and you get a real sense of where you are and oh, just, oh, it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and I can't believe that reading something at the start of the year I've been thinking about it the entire year this this basically set the precedent like okay if it lives up to this then it, it goes into the top list otherwise nah <laughs> do you know what I mean and to get something so early on, you know, just to enter, to enter January and get given that, I'm like, ah, oh, oh, now we've now we've set the standard. That's it. And as far as I'm led to believe, I think this is his first work. This big, massive, thick, graphic novel. You know, how many pages? All in. It has. Well, it has a very distinctive art. That's for sure. Yeah. So really. Really interesting style, unusual. It's just but unbelievable, but there's, there's very identifiable. There's, that looks really good. You can actually see it 
like there's loads of pages that are he takes the the sort of bleed of the the uh, the color right up to the edge. Some of the pages are black and stuff like that as well. So you can see it on the edge. They're all a variation of different colors, uh, as opposed to just the standard white or black or whatever. You know, um, it's gorgeous. I love it. Absolutely love it. If if you can get a hold of it, guys, I would I would highly suggest it. Last but not least, this one actually really stuck with me after us speaking about it, and uh, I couldn't believe it. It was as good as it was because I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of the writer. Um, he does some great stuff, but I'm not a massive fan of the writer. I'm just, writer, I'm just more of a fan of the artist. Um, and it is Firepower. Robert Kirkman, Chris Samney. Hey. <laughs> I was, I was nice so, one. so good. It's very good. Yeah, I was not expecting it to be this good. Um, I was really blown away by it. And powered through it. Absolutely powered through it. It was incredible. And I feel myself like actually waiting for the next one. You know what I mean? You are. You are. Because yeah. you asked me about the second one when it was coming out. It's coming yeah. out next month. Yeah. And then um, that's not often that happens at all. Not in the guest. So you yeah. changed your mind. I did. I did. And I mainly changed my mind because I kept looking at it on the shelf and going, "Yeah, I'm keeping that." <laughs> uh, I was going to pass it's, it. To, I was going to pass it to yourself, really Dave, to to uh, to borrow or read. So I'll do that. I'll remember and do that. But I'm I'm going to need that back once you're finished with it. <laughs> well, everything you've talked about looks good. Yeah. There's, um, so maybe I'll, I'll borrow all of them. And keep them. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's not. <laughs> but then, uh, I feel like I should do some sort of honourable mentions. Uh, I finally sort of read the whole of um, Lucy Sullivan's barking. Uh, and was pretty deeply affected by it, to be honest. I mean, we'd we'd, we'd spoke about it a lot. We'd seen like the the opening issue that she put about and stuff, and you know, we'd, we'd been really into Lucy's art and all that kind of stuff for for ages. And then, so for it to eventually come out of Thought Bubble in some form and then get a chance to actually read it, um, yeah, it was a really affecting piece. I didn't ex- expect to be as I was kind of taken aback by it, to be honest. Um, it was beautifully drawn and stuff, but it's 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 a seriously heavy topic. Um, I think I actually, if I remember rightly, I think I actually included it in the heavy comics. Yes, you did. did. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very it's very um, it's very hard going. Um, not a not one that you can sort of visit, you know, every week or something like that. But it's. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's on the shelf, 100. percent And it's one that I think everybody needs to to digest at least once. You know, it's a great book. Um, also, let me see. Oh, John, John Tucker's been smashing out loads of stuff. I mean, he had his collection of every single one of his books came out digitally. Uh, I think it's called Picture Books for Bad People. 
if I remember <laughs> rightly. Yeah, picture books for bad people, which was like all of his works so far in in one big digital collection. Uh, he had the King come out, so either tail end of last year or the start of this year, um, and then he's had Murder, Volume One as well, which was super rare. Um, this you know this one-off comic that only came out in like a couple like a hundred copies or something like that I'm not sure but he's only got a couple of them left for himself and that's it you know it's one of those if you missed out on it you missed out on it there's no going back Um, not and he even said himself he was like all these people that are hanging about like oh I'm sure when he does Murder Volume 2 Murder Volume 1 I'll come out with it he's like no it's not happening (laughs) if you missed it you missed it that's it (laughs) Uh, so he's been smashing stuff out um, a bunch of James Kachalka books that I picked up uh, were really good but um, I think uh, oh I can't remember what the one was that I actually really had a really affecting line in it it's up there something butterflies fantastic butterflies is that what it's called oh yeah yeah uh-huh. um, that was great it's a, it's a, they're really good books anyway. Pink, Pinky and Stinky and Fantastic Butterflies, like nice, big square books. Um, but just great cartooning overall. Do you know what? There was loads. There was loads. I, I read loads, and uh, I could sit here and go through every single one of them. But we'd be here forever. So, uh, but there was there was tons of stuff. Absolutely tons of stuff. Um, and like I say, not all of them actually came out this year. It just so happened that. I think the majority of the ones that I picked did come out this year. Well, I like that you follow my motto where I put in comic of the day, read more comics. Yeah, yeah, I certainly did that. Every day, so you did, so well done to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I certainly did that. I felt, do you know what, so much so that um, I actually took a wee bit of... Uh, time off from editing the podcast and getting more episodes in and everything also to focus on reading a wee bit more as well you know I just needed a bit of downtime I think we all did to be fair do you know what I mean just a wee bit still building up the episodes we still met up we still spoke about mm-hmm. stuff I just didn't yeah. put anything out to... oh, you, need, you need to read we need to read comics we need yeah. to keep going reading comics that, yeah. that cannot stop exactly exactly read 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 you know, do whatever you need to do, but it needs to be done. It has to be done. Yep. It's our oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> to feed okay. our souls and our minds and our hearts. <laughs> Always. Oh, I've, I've only said four there when I think about it. I didn't say five. My last one was actually a, a web one, and it was What We Mean By Yesterday by Ben Mara. Um, he does like four panels a day uh, up on Instagram and he's done it for like 300 odd days or something like that uh, or 200 odd days and uh, it's just batshit absolutely batshit and it just seems like to him by the looks of things it just seems like a practice at trying to put out something every day as quick as possible because it's just done you know biro biro pen to paper really quick but the story has just jogged on and there's, you know, extreme violence and mm-hmm. fucking and uh, there's, you know, p- people 
hard drinking and driving cars and smoking and everything like just everything you can imagine everything nasty just put into one comic but there's weird sequences with birds and eagles and tigers and there's things with people getting guns pointed at them and (laughs) snooker cues broke over them and sex swings and everything like just unbelievable drugs like everything (laughs) but it's so good you know somebody actually just working at it and popping out something every day four four panels every day like in a way kind of like Olivia with uh, Sarara doing four panels every time you know it's good but that's on Instagram Ben Mara's doing it across on his Instagram what we mean by yesterday so that was my five there you go ta-da <laughs> excellent Mike your turn uh, am I am I going to have an audience <laughs> yeah um, as long as you don't go for some... 25 you, no, you got I... me for 15 minutes or so I, I, um, I am probably the only one that has non-comics in my group you want me to stick to comics no it's fine yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay yes no maybe I've, talk, I've talked about these before so um, you'd be able to look them up in any previous podcast I read follow me in brilliant art Lovely story by Katrina Chapman. Very worthwhile getting your hands on this. <laughs> Beef for Vendetta. Classic story. My only little complaint is that some of the artwork, many of the characters look so similar to each other that sometimes I thought someone had died and it turned out they hadn't and vice <laughs> versa. So a little bit more sort of... Um, uniqueness to some of the people but other than that really enjoyable Apollo which I, I finally read this year fantastic and it has a Michael Collins in it but not the Michael Collins but still I met him and he signed it for me it was really good and speaking of Michael Collins it's one of the few uh, stories about the Apollo landings, the first ones on the moon, that actually you see bits about Michael Collins in it. So it's alongside Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. So it's very much, very well worth uh, a look. Who who else is on that? Mike Collins. Uh, Matt Finch, Chris Baker, Ian Sharman, Chris Carter. And Jason Cardi. Yeah. Oh, Mike's powering through them. I also, I also read the um, graphic biography of Malcolm X by Andrew Helfer and Randy Dubark. Oh. And again, it was a, uh, it was another enjoyable read. Some little bits I didn't know about Malcolm, including I, I had always wondered why he was never recruited for the army in World War Two, And on this, it has this brilliant scene where Malcolm, being very smart, decided to uh, act as if he was completely and utterly insane. <laughs> and he sung songs about how he was going to join the Japanese army and shoot American soldiers. Jesus. Um, 
So he was certified as being insane. <laughs> and that's how he managed to get out of being recruited for the US Army. <laughs> so brilliant, brilliant graphic novel, if you can get your hands on that. And the fifth one, which I read recently, which is one Tom was very, very keen about hearing, uh, was The Three Jokers. And actually, um, I have actually read that this has been <clears throat> highly commended for the artwork. The artwork is really good. The story, even though it's just a, a three-part story, it was it was very very compelling. I'm just showing you guys some some pictures. I was interested in the Jokers and uh, their origins and how much of this was going to be canon. Some of them, some of them were really really good. Two of the Jokers, the clown and the comedian, were fairly similar. But the, the one, the older one was the criminal. I found him very interesting. But uh, I'm not going to tell you guys anything about this in case uh, you guys do want to pick up a copy and have a wee read. Uh, there, there has been word of a sequel to this. Which should be fairly interesting. There was a lot of things in this, uh, revelations in this book, that people are debating about should be canon. Um, things that Batman knows, things that Jim Gordon knows, things that Batgirl knows, and things that the Joker might know, or, or the other Jokers. So, because of all this talk about what's going to be canon in DC, it's a bit confusing to know where this story will fit in. But I've got no problem in uh, accepting this as canon. Oh, and... Uh, Here's, uh, here, here's the um, authors for you, if you can see. Yeah, Jason Feedback and Jeff Johns. <laughs> and uh, Brad Anderson. Ah, he didn't do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my five comics. Merry Christmas, Brad. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good though, Michael. I was want, I was wanting to uh, I was wanting to buy it anyway, so yeah. went ahead. Well, I've got to admit, I would be I would like to see a read a sequel, but I don't. It's like it's like the um, it's like a lot of the other films you get out there. You'd like to see a sequel, but they're not always necessary. So if they left it as a one-off, I think that would still make it much more uh, stronger standing in the future. What we often find is whenever they have a big success at something, they always want to do another and another, and it's uh, even the Godfather never lasted at that. So, like, they don't have to make sequels. That's my rant. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it though. When when I came round and dropped that stuff off to you, you were uh, you were sort of just about halfway through, more than halfway through. Yeah, about um, that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, dude. It's not for me, but it's it's definitely for it shows that it's definitely for a lot of people. It's good. Yeah, it's good to see they're still making comics that people like. <laughs> but the thing is, this is like uh, this Don't is like a one-off. This is like three issues on its own. So what they need to do is do something that's consistent. Have like have several runs of series that are really good. Yeah, not happening anymore. 
Yeah. So what, what do you mean? They're not going to do four Jokers? <laughs> of course about. Come up with seven Jokers. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more fucking Jokers, man! Yeah! <laughs> four, two faces. <laughs> fucking coming in my pants! Yeah! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I read, I read the DC Christmas with the superheroes. I liked that. That yes. was from 1988. You had a good conversation about it as well. Yeah, so that's as up to date as I am. Yeah. Hmm. Is that a cover done by John Bart? That's the one, yeah. Ah, it's ah good. there you are. Great yes, I remember that. that one. Very good. I remember that one coming. Uh, in that one, Batman doesn't get his cock out. <laughs> that's in. right it's in the next one yeah <laughs> in the next issue <laughs> yeah it's like in a happy new year happy new year here he comes the pants are off good selection though guys yeah that's yeah. A, good, a good best of definitely I'm gonna shoot mm-hmm. Mike I'll be in touch see you then guys mm. see, you then. see you later see you later to send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that comic smell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam. And you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. Thank you.